for the title. Got it. Good snap. The hold is down. It's long enough. It is good. Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. Our guest today, one of the most successful basketball coaches in South Dakota. He coached both boys and girls basketball. And one of the very few coaches to get state championships for the girls and the boys. 26 years of coaching, 500-plus wins. In fact, he took 19 teams to the state basketball tournament. Think about that. Over 26 years, 19 teams to the state basketball tournament. Oh, and he's also in the South Dakota Sports Hall of Fame. Our guest today is Lyle Dusty LeBeau. And Dusty, welcome to M Play. Well, thank you. So where did the Dusty name come from? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just uh, adopt us by uh, my dad and mom. I really never asked. I just thought that was my name. So <laughs> it certainly stayed with you, didn't it? Yes, it did. <laughs> you know, you have spent your entire life on the uh, Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. You graduated from Oglala Community School back in 1971. What was high school like for you, Dusty? Well, that's quite a while ago. You're asking me to go way back here. <laughs> you know, I I enjoyed it. And, you know, I was one of the kind that I went to school and I didn't get to play high school ball because, you know, I quit and I'd go back. But I, I the main thing was is I got to graduate high school, so not a lot for athletics for you as a as a teenager, as a kid? Oh yeah, I I, I could play the game. I knew how. It was just, you know, me getting to school and all of that stuff the young people go through and I just, you know, didn't wasn't really focused, I guess, but mm-hmm. Knowing that, was that something, you know, that you experienced? Is that something you tried to teach all of those kids uh, when you were uh, in the school, no matter where oh. it was Red Cloud or Little Wound or Pine Ridge? Oh, yeah, yeah, always. I, I stress the importance of graduating and going on. And, you know, my thing with all of them is I always, to, to all of them, I believe I told them, you know, the story of whatever you do in life, you'd be the best at it, whether you're a lawyer, doctor, bus driver, janitor, everything in life that you might be, be the best at it. And I said, why no? If you're going to be a why no, then be the best why no. And they all laughed. <laughs> uh, why no? Why do you say that? You know, so I told them a little story and I told them that the people who have less like that they have something inside of them that makes them equal to a a person that has a lot. In God's eyes, I said, you have something. They say, like what? Maybe they have more love or there's something that makes them equal. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it wasn't just, you know, be a wino and and praise it. My deal was, you know, just being a good person. That is awesome. What what happened after high school? I mean, you started teaching or coaching in, in 1987, but what happened uh, to you once you had graduated? 
Well, I, I had a girlfriend that <laughs> in high school, and we got married. But, you know, after high school, I was uh, a cowboy. Me and my brothers used to ride at rodeos. We, we were bull riders. And, you know, my brother was a champ, South Dakota Rodeo Association. He was a champ for about three years. Mm. He was better than me and my little brother, but we all used to ride bulls. I did not know that. that, Yeah. So we was into that. We took up that sport, and I wasn't as good as my brother, but, you know, I I rode, and I won. If I didn't win, I wouldn't have did it, but, you know, (laughs) I won some. (laughs) Was it always a goal for you to, to stay in the area and become a coach? Well, you know, I had eight kids, and after the first one, Bo, when he was... First grade, second grade, third grade, you know, I'd teach him at home. But when he got into, you know, the fourth grade, then they didn't let him play in elementary. So what I did is I got all those kids that was his age, and I would take them to a gym and show them different things. And then I start taking them to these uh, YMCA tournaments, and they they would play in them, and they, they were pretty good. Yeah, and then I... After that, uh, Our Lady of Lords, one of the elementary schools here, hired me, wanted me to coach her. So I went up there and coached the, the boys and girls, and I coached the football team for them. And, oh, you did football too? Oh, yeah, we was undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise me if you were coaching. All right, Dustin? Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, after that, it was kind of an Our Lady of Lords, the, the elementary school here in Park, but they were connected to Red Cloud. Chuck Cooney was the principal at Red Cloud then, and he asked me to put in for the job there. So Yeah, the girls' basketball coach too, yeah, right? Girls. girls and boys? Yeah. It was just uh, girls. At the time. The first year and then a couple of years, and I did both of them after that. People may not remember or don't know that South Dakota used to have uh, the girls' basketball in the fall and volleyball was in the winter. And you coached yeah. the girls and then straight into boys' basketball. And you did that for like, what, 13 years before the season yeah. switch. What was it like for you coaching basketball in the fall and the winter with really no break uh, coaching basketball. Well, I, I forgot I was talking to, I believe it was one of my sons. I said, how did I ever do that? <laughs> I, said, I was either really into it or I don't know. And I said, holy <laughs> smoke. And that, and that was, you know, I never got to coach the other kids other than more in elementary. Mm-hmm. The rest of my kids, I didn't get to see them until high school. But I, you know, keep track of them. They would let me know. But they all played for me when they did get up there. But that was, you know, it took a lot. It seemed like I was there. Be to work at 8 down there and not leave till eight thirty, nine o'clock every night. So that's what I said. Geez, how did I do that? I must have been young and really. You were having a blast is what you were having there, Dusty. Well, yeah, being with the kids. and. Uh-huh trying to teach them something. How did you come up with your style of coaching? You know, sometimes I 
I asked myself that myself. <laughs> I just went and did it. And, and, you know, probably people say, how did you do it? And it was like, you know, if I didn't have the kids there, that probably the most important thing that was between me and the kids was the respect they had for me. And, you know, I would give that respect right back to them. And, mm-hmm. and we always got along. What other like, coaches uh, did you look up to? I'm assuming you talked to a lot of other coaches during your uh, time with basketball I, I, and talked talked basketball with other coaches. Well, I used to idolize Davey Strait and what he did, and my dad did too. He would always say, "I'm gonna send you to play for that guy." Out in Rapid City, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just the fact of him like having a season going into a tournament ten and eight or eight and ten and still winning it at the end. I like that. You're coaching Red Cloud boys and girls basketball from about, what, 1987 to about, what, 1999. Uh, on, yes. the, on the boys' side, boys' side, you made it to the finals, 1990 versus Custer. Custer won the game 52-46, but it was your first ever trip to the championship game. How did your team react getting to that title game that year? Well, they knew they were just as good as everybody else. We played uh, Custer early at the Lakota Nation and for the championship. And, you know, that's probably where me and Larry Lugens, you know, became real good friends after after that. And, you know, they beat us in that by five. And he said, uh, you know, after he got done, he said, I'll I'll see you in March, and I, I told him we'll be there. <laughs> well, you you did get on a roll because, uh, you know, you uh, what made it uh, to the state tournament five years in a row, and then uh, in uh, 1995, you take your boys to the championship game, this time versus Howard, and Red Cloud wins their first championship, 83-76 in a high-scoring game. What do you remember about that first championship game, uh, beating Howard? You know, that was uh, probably the most memorable one because, you know, we made it there and we eventually won it with just five players because Jerome, you know. Your son. He hurt his knee in the semifinals game, so he didn't get to play in the championship game. He did for a while, but, you know, he probably shouldn't have people said it, but, you know, he wanted to get out there. He worked his tail off just like everybody else. He didn't care, so we put him out there, and he re-injured it again in the first quarter. He wasn't in very long, but, right. you know, that lifted the other ones up, and, you know, they stepped up and played harder than ever after that because he was uh, the leader of the team. and Just having him there with them, like I had mentioned, you'd made the state basketball tournament five years in a row. What was it about the kids that you had during those five years uh, that you had, including the one that won won the title back in 95? What was it about those I, kids? Well, it's just, you, like I said, you go back to the respect the kids had. And when you get that from them, they, you know, they return things and just getting them to believe that, you know, they can do this, and no matter how young you are, and you're playing this game, and, and tell them you're, you're seniors too. Don't go out there thinking 
you're young and you're going to learn to go out there and play the game, have that confidence. And, you know, just saying things to make them believe in themselves. Yeah. You know, on the, on the girls' side, you're coaching the Red Cloud girls. You made four trips to the state tournament, including a runner-up finish in 1991 versus Miller. That was a four-point win for Miller. It was close. It was tight. What made the difference for Miller in, in that game? Well, I thought we probably should have won it. We led them kind of down the, the stretch there. And, you know, we had some important key players fall out. You know, I'm not going to say that. Uh, but when you have your high leading score fall out and your other point guard fall out, mm. you know, I still thought if they were in there, we would have did it. Mm. But, you know, that's the way it goes. We had our chances. You took some time off after coaching at Red Cloud. You've been there a while, coached the boys and the girls, and then took a year or so off. But then you returned to coaching in 1999, I think, and it was at Little Wound. Why the change from Red Cloud to Little Wound? Well, that, that there goes a story there, too. It's right after we made it to the state tournament, and me and my wife were coming back, and we were talking, and I told her, you know, I made this school, these kids, all happy. Even, you know, when you're going to, go to the state tournament, the whole student body is, is happy and, and proud. And I was saying, and I was telling her, but I said, what makes me sad is when I look on the other side and I see those other ones that we beat, I, see, I said, I see them crying and I get like that. And so my wife said, well, why don't you go over there and coach them? So you went to Little Wound and you took the boys yeah, so twice I, to the state tournament. Yeah, so I... I did do it. I made the move, you know, try and give that to some other kids too, that feeling of joy and being proud and being happy. What were and, those uh, teams like that you took to the state tournament from Little Wound? What were those uh, What were those boys like? What kind of a team did you have? Well, I had uh, Jess Hart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had, what, 50 points, I believe, uh, 51, yeah. I think, in one of the yeah. games. My son, Lyle, and my nephew, Drew LeBeau, they went over there, and uh, Corey Provost, Jay Jacobs, That's and that, was a, that yep. was a good crew. Of oh, yeah. Shingles. Oh, yeah. And it, it was a, the same thing. When I went there, I, I had that respect of the kids, and we did everything that I did at the other schools, which... You know, most people thought was really tough. I think Jess put up uh, his 50 at the Sioux Falls Arena in that uh, state tournament, if I remember. You know, they asked, uh, you know, which player that you thought could have made it to the NBA. And all we said, Jess Hart would, would have been the kid to do it because he was big enough. He was a good shooter. One of the uh, most gifted and dazzling girls basketball players in the state was Sue Ann Bigcrow of Pine Ridge. Of course, she was South Dakota's Miss Basketball in 1992. She died in a car accident on her way to the Miss Basketball Banquet in Huron. She's playing for Pine Ridge in the early 90s. I think you're still at Red Cloud, right? What, yeah. What was it like watching Sue Ann Bigcrow play? Well, it was like we ended up playing them, and that was a big rivalry, big time. I mean, that's when it was 
you know, people were really, really into that. My preparation was to get the ball out of her hands because, you know, she'd get the ball and, and just go. And she would be all over the court. You know, you couldn't stop nobody who's that good. And so what we tried to do is make the other ones try and beat us. And we had a good game with them in the region championship. We ended up winning. But on that one, that Civic Center, I don't know. There was a lot of people watch that. You know, every year we, uh, the uh, Spirit of Sioux Award is presented at the state basketball tournament uh, ever since uh, she passed. Why has her name lasted this long? What what was it about Sue Ann that, boy, we still honor a great player? Well, just being around and everybody's seeing her play the game. I mean, you know, she'd probably walk in other gyms and, you know, her name would almost have them defeated. Because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they knew what was coming. <laughs> yeah, they knew what was coming with her and how to stop her and stuff and just her doing that all those years is, you know, was something. It's about uh, 2001, and you move from Little Wound to Pine Ridge. So what was curious about Pine Ridge for you to make the move? Well, the same thing. I seen the kids from there, too, with that sadness of not making it. And that was just like, I think I'll think about if I'm ever going to coach. And that gave me time to, you know, kind of think and, and my wife had cancer, and I was being able to stay home with her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were home, and then the boys' basketball, five of the starters for the Pine Ridge Thorpes, and these guys were coming back the following year. They came out, and they wanted me to coach them. They wanted me to put in the letter of intent to coach them. Mm-hmm. And they came to my house. They recruited me. <laughs> I, I did think I would get the job up there because of the rivalry being so tough. So, But they were there and, you know, they were asking me and, and you know, saying, please, come on. So I said, okay. My wife, she was, she said, go do it. So I put in for the job and they gave it to me. Well, you took the Pine Ridge girls to the championship game in 2004. I think that was in Aberdeen. You were taking on Sisseton. And Watertown. Sis- and, uh, Watertown. Watertown. And, and Sisseton was on an amazing run. They had made, what, four consecutive trips to the finals. They won it back-to-back in 2000 and 2001. They were a runner-up in 03. But by golly, in 04, Sisseton won that game. Um, you know, what was special about your 2004 Pine Ridge team? Well, we, I believe that's a team we had Laura. You had Laura Big Crow. And the job was to, <laughs> she was to awesome. get the ball to Laura. <laughs> yes. No, she was pretty tough down there. But she could also step out and shoot. But uh, she would lead us uh, in points and rebounds. So. And we had some other girls who can who can shoot out there. And I had my youngest daughter. She was on that team, Laney. Five years later, the Pine Ridge Lady Thorpes win their second ever basketball title. You had to take on a really good Del Rapids team, and you won that game by six. What was it about winning a title for the Lady Thorpes? <laughs> that, that, that was good, especially for those young ladies, Chris Janice, the sisters, Sophie, the auntie Sudan, the cousin, 
VC Briggs plenty. That was really a good year. On that year, we lost one one game. We went up to Spearfish and Rapid City Central JV beat us. And when we were on the bus, I, they knew I was upset with them. They didn't show up to play, and I was set up in front on the way back, and then all of a sudden, they was all around me, and they were telling me sorry, and I, you know. Mm-hmm. And and they made the promise. They said, we promise you, we'll never lose again. Oh, and, and oh, oh wow. Your you, demeanor on the court, so soft. Uh, you never blew up on the sideline, Dusty. Um, oh, he wasn't in my practice. So those kids, <laughs> those kids knew, you know, that it was serious. When we got uh, that gym for practice, they knew. That's where they would get their butts chewed up was in practice. They knew that, but they also knew that when we was out of that gym, that, you know, I would do anything for them. We would laugh and we'd get to joke. Dusty, 26 years of coaching, you took 19 different teams to the state basketball tournament. Uh, You have a boys' state basketball title with Red Cloud, a girls' state basketball title with Pine Ridge, Not a lot of coaches uh, have that honor, but it was 2009. You're coaching the Pine Ridge girls, and you decide to be the co-head coach of the Pine Ridge boys basketball team with your son, Jerome. What was going on at that time? Well, I had to coach against him, too. He was the coach of Red Cloud, and (laughs) I was coaching at Pine Ridge, and we met up in the L and I tournament and we had to play his team. Of course I won. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I it was kinda really it, it it was tough. If I had my my say so I'd say no, I don't do this. But that's the way the tournament ended up and I had to do it. And, did Jerome uh, try to convince you to uh, co coach uh, the boys? on Pine Ridge that year? Oh, yes, he did. He was the head coach. And what happened there was there was some kind of uh, some kind of restriction where he had to do something. I forget what it was in order for him to be able to coach. I had to be the head coach, but he was he was really the play caller. He did everything. So you're, doing the, you're coaching the boys and the girls at the same time that year? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just go to away games or stay-at-home games? Uh, How did you work that out? Uh, No, I had to go to all of them. (laughs) You know, I just let him go, and then I would let him know, you try this, you could try that. But I wasn't, you know, constantly on him trying to change anything. I just let him go at the main decisions. Dusty, you, uh, you have eight kids, and you coached each one on a basketball team and you took each of your kids to a state basketball tournament. How thrilling was that to be the coach of your kids? Well, yeah, it's, it's like, it should be like a while, but we, we just did it. You know, it was always with the kids and they all know that, you know, I would, uh, with, with my kids and I would give this to the teams that I'd coach. It was always, 
no brag, just fact. We just did things and let it take its course. And, you know, with the other kids, too, and this is the way I am is, you know, I want to go in and just do things, not really want to be noticed. And this is what I tell kids. When we go in somebody else's house, win or lose, we come out looking good. We don't say nothing to nobody. We just, no brag, just back. We leave that with the people. And I said, when you leave them with that, then they're going to want to come watch you again. And there was a lot of people who did because they thought the kids were, you know, well-mannered. And, and this is, you know, what I wanted for them. You even and, coached uh, one of your grandkids <laughs> and took yeah. took him to the state tournament. Come on, Dusty, yeah. not very many coaches are able to say, I, I coached my grandkids to the state tournament. Oh, he got hurt, too. And, you know, I believe if he didn't, if, you know, there might have been another championship. <laughs> but he hurt his foot, and he had we had to set him out. And, but him, too, was, just let me play, Grandpa. I worked hard. So. <laughs> He didn't get to well, he played. I had twenty some points first game, but he couldn't go the rest of the tournament. So that was Bo's son, Jeff. Okay. What was it like playing in the Lakota National Invitation Tournament? Well, it was you know, that was the kids, they they look forward to that, but mine was always, you know, telling where we wanted to be at the end. This was at the very beginning and I told him we'll go up and do what we have to here. It's not the end of the world because our goal is at the end is to get to that state tournament. This is what we're working on. And, you know, it, it's not taking away nothing from it, but, you know, it, it's a good tournament. And But you want the kids at the end, too, doing their best to get to the state tournament. Do you remember how many times you won the LNI for the boys or the girls? No, I don't. But uh, <laughs> Wayne Carner reminded me that I, I played in more championships than anybody. So <laughs> I said, really? <laughs> I did. I don't sit down and do that, take stats. Or, or you never did to... that. You, you, you weren't a stat guy, were you? You didn't follow how many wins you had, even though you were almost 550 yeah. wins in your career and state titles for both the boys and the girls. Uh, you don't keep track of stats, do you? No, I didn't. It, I think uh, the kids, the players, never got to look in the scorebook to see how many points they had either. <laughs> so that's not important. Important is we all won. So none of them got to know. Their parents probably told them later, but they never got to stand there. <laughs> or come the next day and ask how many points I had. They all knew that, so they never did ask. Mine was always, we did it together. You were quoted right before retirement saying, it's been great working throughout the years with all of the young ladies and young men. I just kind of helped guide them in the right direction. What did you mean by that, in the right direction? Well, they play the game and I just, you know, gave them a direction to go. And, you know, through that, it was, you know, life lessons too. you know, being able to talk with them and see what's wrong 
and help them at home if they were, you know, no different things come up, I would try my best to to help them to get out of that bad situation or Mm -hmm. that bad feeling or always, you know, I said I laughed with them. That was my thing is to always know I seen they were sad and I would go and talk and I got them to laugh, to say something, to make them have a smile on their face. And when I seen that, then I think, well, I helped them. You're in the South Dakota Sports Hall of Fame. South Dakota Sports Hall of Fame. You were inducted about nine years ago. What does that mean for you, Dusty? <laughs> oh, well, huh? Again, it, it's good. But again, I give all those young men and women that credit. That's what they gave me. They gave me that. You recently retired as the athletic director at Pine Ridge. So what's keeping you busy today? Well, uh, you know, it sure feels good. You know, the retirement and stuff, I don't get as much money as when I was working. But, you know, all that other stress, pressure, all that other stuff out in that, that world is not there no more. I'm active. I rodeo in the, the summer. Well, matter of fact, I just got done taking care of my horse out there. and I like riding him. I don't want you riding bulls, though, right now, Dusty, like no. you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's over like basketball. That's just a part of my life that is over and enjoyed it while it was there. And now I just, in summer, I go to rodeos. I rope. I team rope, and I enjoy that. And that, too, I won the, I won in that, too. So, And it's like the bull riding. If I didn't win, I wouldn't be doing that, but I enjoy it. <laughs> I've got one more for you, Dusty. If you had every athlete you coached at Red Cloud, at Little Wound, at Pine Ridge, the boys and the girls, and there are hundreds of them, I'm assuming. If you had every athlete that you coached all together in one room, and they're standing and looking at you, and you got a microphone, what are you going to tell all of those athletes today? I would probably say thank you. Thank you for these years. I enjoyed every minute of it with you. And I, that I love them all, just like my own kids. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Programs such as this are only possible through the continued support of our listeners like you. For South Dakota Public Broadcasting, I'm Craig Maddock. Join us again on the next episode of In Play.